This is SAFM. Yay. It is indeed SAFM and this is SAFM Literature. Thanks very much, Melanie Moses, and I'm Nancy Richardson. Coming up in this next hour between two and three o'clock, we're going to start off with what I think is a collector's item of note. It's a book previously of previously uh, unpublished sketches, artworks, letters and memoirs from a private collection of the late artist Jared Sokoto. It's a book called Shorty and Billy Boy. We're going to be talking to trustee of the Jared Sokoto uh, Foundation. She's uh, Barbara Lindrop and she's in our Johannesburg studio. I think we're going to get our What Are They Reading, hoping to talk to SFM's very own Siobhan about her read of the day. And then at 2.30, in place of a documentary, we've got what I like to think of this little slot as being a bit of a bonus slot. And it's a, a bonus slot in which we're going to celebrate Mother's Day. Now, I don't think you should be misled by the title of this one, but it's especially for working mothers. It's called The Irritable Working Woman's Cookbook. And as I said earlier, show me the mother that doesn't work. I'm going to be talking to Cher Albert, and she is a, a, the original Yiddish mama, so she's going to give us lots of information there. So that's what we got lined up, but I think what we're going to do first and foremost is that we're going to talk to Barbara Lindop, who's in our Johannesburg studio. Hi, Barbara. Hi. How lovely to have you with us. Thank you, Nancy. It's very nice to be here. Thank I feel you. a bit cheated that I can't actually see the book, but I can see the cover, um, which looks absolutely lovely. Shorty and Billy Boy, what's it all about? Well, it was about 1973 that for some reason Gerard Sokoto planned to compose this book. We've got four pages, which um, includes his watercolour illustrations, which are absolutely enchanting. And he wrote it, one assumes possibly for the children of friends or something, but obviously not with an idea of it being published. And when it came back with his estate in 1991, uh, 1999, he died in 1993 and it took several years in order to negotiate between the French and the South African governments to waive the taxes on his estate. It came back and I saw it and I've had it in my mind and it seemed very appropriate for a hundred years, his hundredth year birthday this year, to publish it in the hope it will encourage learning to read, learning to look at art, and appreciating art. Oh, that's a, that's a good idea. So learning to read, understanding and appreciating art all in one little book. Well, it's um, been transposed through the huge efforts of the editing and the planning. Jakarta Media are the publishers, and we've made it into a 32-page book. It's been published in six languages, English, Afrikaans, Sutu, Saperdi, because... Gerard was a northern Sutu, Kosa, Zulu, uh, and French. And uh, we hope that it will become a sort of de rigueur learning to read book throughout South Africa. I think every South African child has the right to know who this extraordinary heritage mm. figure is. In what language did he write originally? Because he spent how many years in France? Certainly many. Uh, 45. He spent 40. So was well, it's... Uh, compa- it's written in English, yeah, and uh, we obviously have it in English, but we just thought to make it more accessible, it would be a wonderful idea to put it into some of the other 11 languages. So how is it, is it one story? Just explain the, the collection of the, the sketches, the artworks, the letters, the memoirs, how do they all come together? Well, this is just one story. There were other stories. They're not exactly viable to um, take it to the level we've taken this one. Gerard was a musician first. He was brought up in a 
missionary background where there were hymns morning, noon and afternoon. And then, of course, he became an artist. And I think this is the combination of both. It is um, lyrical, which I suppose goes to the musical side. The watercolour sketches are absolutely enchanting. It's a very simple story of two naughty dogs who leave one village take a bus and go to a second village where they meet a hen who's not very bright and she gives them all the information that they need. She takes them home to meet, his, to meet her husband who immediately picks up that these are two villains and uh, they end up stealing her eggs. He has anticipated that by saying that he would remove his shirt as the cock if he would pr- prove to be right, which of course he is. Uh, one of them escapes, one goes to jail, both become ashamed and mortified for their actions and it ends happily. But it's a wonderful way, I think, to learn to read and there's sort of something very important about knowing who the father figures of our artistic world mm. are. Mm. Did, I mean, he was a serious artist, and, and so we learn a musician first. Did he write many children's stories and for whom was he writing them? Well, we don't know for whom he was writing them, but he had a lot of friends in France, some of whom had families, and I can only assume it was a way of trying to show appreciation for the hospitality that he received. Uh, We have a major exhibition on in Johannesburg at the moment, celebrating the centenary year of his life. And, of course, there we show the very powerful artworks that he made, Uh, especially the pre-exile ones from 1939 to 1947, which um, display work from where he lived, Sophia Town, District 6 and Eastwood. Uh, He then left for France in 1947 and lived there until his death, where he did make lots and lots of friends, and hopefully the exhibition shows a little bit of that in the papers that are on display, the Mm. private letters. Yes, the story. Um, um, the exhibition is on where? It's on at the Witz Art Museum, which is okay. known as WAM, on the corner of Jorison and Bree Street. And the um, book, Shorty and Billy Boy, was published especially to celebrate his centenary year. And I'm hoping very much the Department of Education will take it up because it is a wonderful little book. I'm sorry you haven't seen it. Yes, me too, but I'm sure I shall at some stage. Um, You know, you talk about the the, the founding fathers of art and it's important that we all know them and the the fact that there's a Gerard Sokoto Foundation tells us a great deal. Who is the owner of all these things, the exhibition that's currently on there, when it is dismantled, where will it all go home to? Well, it goes home to the private owners and to the various institutions who have allowed us to show these works. We were hoping to take the exhibition around the country. Um, Unfortunately, we just haven't been able to raise sufficient funding. The irony is the most expensive part of the exhibition is the insurance, the transport and the packaging and the security. And it's, it's heartbreaking as trustees of the foundation that we fail to be able to take it to where it should go, Mm. which is all the way around the country. But we are hoping there are still three and a half weeks to go that somehow people will be able to find their way to come and see it. It is a very magnificent, thought-provoking and very poignant exhibition. Does he have uh, family descendants? He has got nephews Mm. and nieces. Uh, The one I know best, Naki, is really why the foundation was set up. Gerard left a bequest for her in his will, and it took me 
personally, seven years of nagging and cajoling everybody I knew to get me to the powers that be. And eventually, thanks to one of the French ambassadors who was in South Africa, Tristan Delbis, he happened to be friends of the president of the time in France, Chirac, and he came to visit President Mbaki in those years, and they discussed this problem, and it was agreed the state would be waived, which meant uh, the only other time the French government had ever done that was for the Picasso estate, and the estate duties, which are large, they're over 60%, and then there was a 10% default every year. So by the time it happened, uh, Sokoto's estate was effectively in French terms wiped out but anyway it was waived and we were able to bring it back and these private letters, papers and 3,000 artworks are in the National Gallery in Cape Town and the niece was able to receive her bequest Hmm. Just going back to the Gerard Sokoto story firstly why was he exiled and secondly how did being in France impact on his work? Did he lose his South African identity in his work? I suspect not. Let's start with the beginning. Why was he exiled? Well, he exiled himself voluntarily. Mm. I think he... It was 1947. It was before the effect of uh, law brought in by the apartheid government. Mm. But there was already um, overt racism. There was already the past systems. There was that sense of not belonging, even though it was the land in which you were born. His Yellow Houses, which is at the Johannesburg Art Gallery, was bought in 1940, but he was not allowed in because he had the wrong skin colour. And as a highly educated, intelligent, deeply thinking man, I think everyday insult was more than he could take. He had known Ernest Mangoba, another of our father figure Mm. artists, from 1939 when they were teachers at Chaiso School who had said, I'm leaving, why don't you join me? But he felt he didn't know his own country well enough. So he left Limpopo, Polokwane, and came up to Safaiatan Eastwood, District 6, which of course now provide not only the wonderful artistic creation, but also a socio-political, historical sense to look at these paintings and to realise those areas were destroyed. And off he went to France, and yes, his artistic style did change because he didn't want to be seen to be the African artist in France. Mm -hmm. So he was trying to appeal to an audience there. I think when one understands, which you certainly do when you read the letters and the documents around his art, for me personally, his Paris work, which was for 45 years, the South African work is a mere eight years, becomes extraordinarily important and powerful. Um, some people see it as aesthetically not as important. It's, it's a personal viewpoint, which always applies to art anyway. It is different, but it, uh, there are certain works that are extraordinarily wonderful and powerful. He would have been surely influenced by the, the, you know, the art circles in Paris at the time. If he, if he was keen to sort of fit in, it would have been impossible for him not to be influenced there. Yes, I think it's also a matter of survival when you're in exile. You have to earn enough to stay alive. Certainly when he got there, he was so cold he wrapped himself up in newspaper. He then began to play in nightclubs and bars, uh, which is where his musical talents came to the fore. And he was a fantastic musician. In the 50s, some of his uh, songs and the 
notation, the musical notation and the lyrics were published. Two records were made, and on exhibition at WAM, we do have one of the records, thanks to one of the very generous owners of that record, uh, where we hear Gerard's voice when he's 40 years old, and you get a sense of the dynamism and the musicality, not only of his voice, but of his piano playing. Barbara, I think you've actually brought in a CD, and I think that we've got it lined up, we've got a, a track lined up from his from that of his music yes you do and uh, this of course is not his voice this is a band we put together the blue heads in 2004 in order to introduce the music but it is the composition of gerard sakoto and of course the lyrics but not gerard singing in this case yeah well before we before we hear that and i think it'd be really nice to hear that it would also be nice that because this is really where we started to hear a little bit about shorty and the billy boy i don't know if you've got a copy with you have you yes i do can you just perhaps read us the opening i'll open you a couple of absolutely couple of lines once upon a time there were two notorious dog chaps called shorty and billy boy They lived in a small village called Grasslands, where they were known to be the worst thieves in town. They would steal anything they could get their paws on, but most of all they enjoyed stealing eggs, which they would gobble up greedily. Night and day, Shorty and Billy Boy would scamper from one house to another, sniffing out for something to steal. There was always something to pinch from the villagers' houses or from the lush green wheat fields where the surrounding which surrounded the town. Often they sneakily stole oranges and nachis from the trees growing in their neighbours' gardens. The troublesome pair made sure no one was ever around to witness their crimes, but sometimes Mr Pig or Mama Goat would see them and chase them across the village. And then, of course, there are these wonderful watercolours of Mr Pig running with a stick in the air and the two dogs miles ahead, so obviously Mr Pig had no hope. So on many levels, it's a collector's item, as I was saying earlier, just not the, the words, the everything that goes with it. And how many languages, how many South African languages did you say it's going to be? Six languages, Six languages. and French, because, of course, he lived in France for 45 right. years, so we wanted to acknowledge that. And I must say, the French translation was done by the present director of IFAS, the French Institute, Charles Coudon, together with his colleague Georges Laurie from the Alliance, and they have made it absolutely enchanting it is wicked and naughty they've used all those kind of french words that have been honed over hmm. many centuries it is what enchanting. a special book what a very very special book that's going to do a lot for a whole lot of people how much is it it is 110 rand including that it's published by jacana and either it's accessible through jacana media or through the www.gerardsakotofoundation.co.za website I'm going to give out all those details again, www.gerardsakotofoundation.co.za. It sounds lovely. Uh, Barbara, it's been fascinating. Thank you very much. And that exhibition, it's on at, at WAM, at the Bits Art Museum, up until? Up until the 3rd of June. Okay. Well, it sounds like a definitely one to be visited. Well, thank you, Nancy. No, thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. Time. And I think what we're going to do is just hear a little bit of music, if we may. Thank you. Thank Goodbye. You. 